yeah, I'm I'm all headphoned up on my Bluetooth. Ba- my battery is dead, and I'm plugged in. There's no longer charge, but I'm plugged in. <laughs> got a mic on. Got some light. We're live. We're live. We're streaming. We're live. I see the recording button. We're live. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording the screen. I should know how to do all this. I've made movies sort of in the past. Uh, okay, so anyway, um, welcome along, Murray, to the Fear Brand Podcast. Um, Thank you Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. As my first interviewee for this podcast, um, I've been following you for a little while on Instagram, as you are well aware, and I find you a really interesting character. You are so very enthusiastic, like like your page says, uh, motivated with Mui. You are extremely happy, motivated. Uh, and it's kind of currently now that inspirational thing with this this change you're making in your life. Um, so I just ask if you can just kind of let me know who you are and where you've come from, and then we'll get into where you are now going and the, the, the leap of faith you're taking right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, who am I? Um, so I'll go over the name of Mui on my Instagram page, Motivated with Mui. My first name is actually Simon, but a lot of just people learned that. By my... <laughs> just, <laughs> just like that. Just, yeah. just learned that fact. Yeah. Just learned that. Just learned that. Yeah. Uh, but most people call me by my last name, Mui. Um, and um, yeah, I, I am a fitness enthusiast. I am crazy about fitness, as you know, from my Instagram page. Um, fitness is like something that's very I'm very passionate about something I hold very close to my heart um, and as of recently I've decided to finally connect the dots and use that passion to create a career for myself and that's the kind of mission that I'm on now um, and so what was your part where I've been did you say where I've come well, from yeah I guess where you've come from like what what got you inspired to suddenly become a fitness sort of enthusiast and fanatic yeah, so I mean, ever since when I was little, I my, my thing was basketball. I loved basketball. That was my thing. That was my dream. Loved basketball. Um, I didn't even know about the gym. I just cared about playing basketball. And then when I was about 16, 17 years old, I broke my leg in two places. Um, and that was right before I was got, actually meant to be going to Canada to play in a basketball tournament. Um, so that dream went, that died. Um, <laughs> so I, I couldn't play any sort of sports for about a year. Um, leg healed up um, and then I went to university and I was naturally a very skinny guy um, I was quite lost I didn't really know what direction I was trying to go into I just thought most people go to uni so I went to university um, and from there I, I kind of got engulfed in the university life typical students drinking all the time eating loads of fast food and this is when I started to see my metabolism start to change and this is where over the years while being at university started to slowly put on more and more weight. I did start training um, in the middle of university, like my second year, but it wasn't really anything serious. It was like, you know, go to the gym, do do some arms, then go to the club, like have a post-workout beer. Um, so it wasn't something I took that seriously. Um, and then I ended up dropping out of uni. Wasn't for me, just didn't, didn't quite work out for me. And that's when I started kind of, um, I guess I started to use food as my form of com- comfort. So food was like my, it was almost like a, like a food addiction almost. So my thing was, if I felt bad, if I felt sad, I would eat. That would be my thing. And sugar as well. I used to be one of the people that didn't drink any water. I would just drink loads of fizzy drinks. Um, and yeah, I love fried chicken is my kryptonite. To this day, <laughs> to this day, fried chicken is my kryptonite. I, I would love 
yeah, my, my fried foods, my fizzy drinks. And yeah, basically, I uh, when I went to university, I was about eight and a half stone. And about a couple months after dropping out of uni, I managed to get up to 16 and a half stone. And I'm about five foot nine. And that, it, it wasn't the best look, let's just say. It wasn't the best look. Um, and yeah, I just kind of adopted this, this mentality where I just thought, if I'm going to let myself go, I'm just going to let myself go. So I just kind of stopped caring, I guess, about myself. Um, I just, yeah, to start with just eating, I guess, for comfort. Um, and then just one day I looked in the mirror and just had stretch marks all over my stomach. I was breathing heavy. I felt, I felt shit. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, and I just, I just felt like something had to change. And um, I somehow ended up getting a job at um, GNC. If you heard of GNC. Yeah, yeah. Nutrition. <laughs> I don't know how, how my fat ass got a job in yeah. GNC. I got a job in GNC. And it's when I was working there, when I was like, people are coming up to me and asking me, oh, what would you recommend to take to lose weight? And I was thinking, how, who am I to tell you how to lose weight? So I was like, well, I, yeah. better, I better learn about these products. So as I started to learn about the products, I started to learn about the nutrition. And as I started to learn about the nutrition, I started to learn about the exercise. And then that same passion I used to have for basketball, I was able to kind of relight that fire with fitness. Yeah. Um, and then before I knew it, I was on the, I, I got heavily into fitness, um, used that to basically transform myself and lose the weight. And I managed to, within a year, um, go from 16 and a half stone down to 11 and a half stone. And since then, I just haven't stopped. I've now been training for about um, seven years straight since that day um, where I decided yeah. to, um, to make that change. And yeah, like fitness has just completely changed my life for the better it's this enthusiastic outgoing personality this charisma I didn't have that when I had the weight um the energy that I get that comes from the endorphins that I get from the exercise the structure it's given me the confidence it all comes from exercise that's what all kind of boils into and it's kind of comes to the point now when I work out I don't care about how I look I don't do it for the physique I'm not in the gym thinking oh yeah I want big arms I'm doing it because yeah. it makes me feel good the physique is just the byproduct of it so that's kind of a little bit of where that passion was born and where it came from. Nah, it sounds like a, an interesting uh, way that it got kicked off. Let's say it's almost like the shop took pity on you. It was like, there's a project for us. We're going to, yeah. we're going to turn Here's this into, yeah. yeah, here's some clay. We're going to chuck these products at him and he's going to learn and we're going to mold him and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to see what we're all about. Now I, I see that. Um, what was your initial drive to go to university? Did you have a, a future goal, like a job or was it like, family driven or literally it, it, it was just be if i'm being honest it was just being a sheep it was just being yeah. a sheep just my friends were going to university i had no in my mind i guess my dream was to play basketball i'm somebody right. who my head has always been in the clouds i've never had i want to be this i want to be that whatever i wanted to be it was always something quote-unquote unrealistic so i've always been a dreamer so yeah. When it looked like the basketball thing wasn't going to happen, I was like, well, I mean, everyone's going to university, so might as well go to university. So I was just, I literally was winging it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, so just say, follow the crowd, which is obviously one of the worst things that we can do as as individuals, especially like you say, if you've always had your head in the clouds and a bit of a, a dreamer and a creative and that aspect, that's, that kind of quashes all that, doesn't it? Like, um, I never went to additional education after school. Um I've wasted my GCSEs as if I did got bugger all GCSEs. I've spent most of my time in the last two years outside at a friend's flat, um, making chips and playing WWE on the PlayStation 1. Uh, 
but uh, when yeah, I left school, got job, and then I went to work abroad. I went to work for Thompson Holidays uh, as a kids entertainer. Um, oh wow! And, yeah, that, and that's that's where I kind of found the real me, I suppose. Got to start fresh with a bunch of people I didn't know in a country I didn't know, and sort of being forced, I suppose, to come out of your shelter entertain these kids and have have fun and also then deal with the parents so you're having a grow up at one level and also sort of fall down but deal with so many different types of people you usually wouldn't get on with or mm. things like that so that that I think helped me come out a bit um but as a kid in school my dream was to be a stuntman like Mr Jackie Chan here uh nice. he He's been my idol and inspiration for many, many years. Just, and again, like I said, well, this is before we started recording, <laughs> talk about uh, Instagram and the perfection people put across. The thing with Jackie Chan is he, he always looks perfect, but at the end of his movie, it shows you just how many times it went wrong and the, the effort he put in and the failure and the failure and the failure just to keep coming back and doing it. It's like, that man's awesome. Uh, I loved him as a kid. I always, always have, always will. Um, I watch films with his now with my son as well to try and pass on that kind of enthusiasm that, and that. Uh, and fun that he always puts across as well. So yeah, big, big love for Jackie Chan. But um, as you said about being in school and uh, wanting to be something, and people saying, "Oh, you know, be a bit more realistic." I had that exact same thing with the stunt thing. Mm. Uh, all the careers advisors were like, no, nah, you've got to be sensible, pick something sensible. That's, you know, that's what I want. And yeah. then, and then you don't get that support. So then that dream is getting slowly sort of crushed. And, uh, and then I think like uh, with, with school and people and being bullied and stuff, these dreams get crushed even more and you go inside that shell and you kind of stop sharing your dreams with people because people seem to stop caring. And that's what put me in my like hole as a kid, just uh, I think, busy parents falling out with friends and just your dreams just seeming like they don't really matter to anyone. Um, but yeah, and then say left school, went and become a holiday rep and a, uh, a hotel host. So in the summer I was entertaining kids uh, on, you know, having fun at the beach, maybe getting slightly drunk. Um, <laughs> just a tad. Not whilst with the kids though. Of course uh, not. Never that. <laughs> Top behaviour, uh, <laughs> maybe. And then in the winter, I was uh, hosting in hotels up in the mountains. So I got to snowboard all winter, which, wow. yeah, that, that was cool as well. Um, so, yeah, it's that, leaving all that behind, it, it's all the problems, and then having so much fun for a couple of years was elevating. That was really cool, mm. I'd say. Um, but what you said before about your uh, metabolism kicking in, I had that same thing happen... I think it's 1920 when I was working abroad for the second year, all the alcohol and all the food suddenly piled on me. Whereas mm -hmm. when I was 18, mm -hmm. 19, I could eat and drink whatever I want and it didn't make yep. a blind bit of difference. Um, but yeah, so uh, I come home, well, no, I went to the second winter, I think 15 stone and I, I'm five, nine, same as you, but not an ounce of muscle on me. So I was a porky disaster of a young man. Been there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that one well. <laughs> and then, um, oh, the healthy eating and all the snowboarding there uh, got me back down to twelve stone. I think and again, not an ounce of muscle on me, but I uh, went home feeling good anyway. Um, but yeah, and then 
I suppose, I don't know, so much has changed since then. I look back and think that was 2004, 2005 I came home. So 15 years ago I was doing that. And you wonder where the bloody time's gone. Um, and now, say, trying to change my outlook on life, you know. Mm. I still, still, I think, had quite a few sort of struggles with being outgoing and confident because of the past. But I found recently, like, talking with people, hence this podcast, um, yeah. talking with people about my old problems and my depression and suicidal thoughts has really helped me sort of realise some of the, where some of those problems have come from and go ah oh, oh, i can make peace with that and now try and work on myself to just have more and more fun um so was there whilst you were then at university what was it that was um that made you sad that made you want to eat what made you need that comfort food well to, to be honest with you while, while i was at university it wasn't really a case where I was depressed and I was eating because of the depression. Um, I, I would never say I've ever been quote unquote depressed, if that makes sense. I've never been yeah. like through a bout of depression. I've definitely had my struggles for sure, which we can get into. Um, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone through a, a phase, not as, not as a young teen anyway, or young man where I've been like, I'm depressed and I'm eating because of depression maybe for a little bit when I did leave university but when I was actually at university it was just about having fun it was just yeah. about drinking eating shit and like you said about the metabolism <laughs> like I was one of those guys who was literally I was a stick I could eat whatever and nothing would go on me and throughout university I was just continuing those habits but times 10 and then the weight started to pile on but the pressure of not being able to um, do well in university definitely I think did definitely did affect me subconsciously. I don't know if I used the food as a tool to use as, as comfort, but there definitely was struggles because I went to university for three years and I didn't pass my first year once. So I did sports <laughs> science one year because um, like you said, the career advisor, there was like, well, you like basketball, so do sports science. And I was like, yeah, I'll do sports yeah. science then, even though I okay. never did that before. I was like, okay, sports science, that sounds good. Did sports science for a year. It was terrible and I sucked. Now I'd, now I'd fucking love it. But back then, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. So yeah. I did the year, failed that. So I was like, okay, I'm 19 years old. I'm at university. What, what, what can I do? And at that time, I thought, whatever degree you get, that's the job you get. So I was like, what do adults do? Adults do business. <laughs> I'll do business. I'll do business studies and be an adult and do business. So I did business studies, which was the worst mistake ever. Never yeah. doing business studies before. Um, so I did that for my second year, failed, repeated my first year for the third time, failed, and then dropped out. Um, so to see my friends and peers excel throughout university while I'm just stuck there repeating my first year, I did almost have that guilt of feeling like a failure. And I, I knew that university wasn't for me and I hated it. But at the same time, I didn't really know anything else. Any, 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 um, I didn't know about the alternatives. So there yeah. definitely was struggles there but I wouldn't say then I used food as comfort there were probably times where I did feel down and I did resort to food but I feel like it really kind of spiraled out of control when I finally left university and was like I just don't care and that's when I really started to eat and at the time I didn't see it as comfort eating but yeah. looking back on reflection I can now see it that I was comfort eating and I even see that in myself now to this day if something happens where I feel upset or something happens to me the first thing I think about is, oh, I need to get some chicken. Food. That's my, 
I need to get some fried chicken, some of that fried yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> oh, so the um, so where where you're at now? Then you you found this love of fitness. You was training nonstop. It's like you say, it's clearly paid off. You're doing you're doing well, and you, you your Instagram page certainly shows that you're having a lot of fun. Um. Are you you looking say your with your YouTube channel? You're looking to to grow that as well with your new venture, or are you gonna fall away from it? Or are you you gonna manage to com- combine them? Do you think? So I have tried to do YouTube in the past, but I've always been very inconsistent, and I yeah. think a lot of that was because I wasn't really passionate about the type of content I was putting out. It was very generic fitness stuff. I actually, as much as I love fitness, I also kind of hate the fitness industry because it's very, it's very the same. You kind of see the same stuff. Like we were saying before, before we um, went on live, there's a lot of vagueness, things like that. And I was just doing these generic workout posts that you, you see everyone do. And I guess that wasn't giving me the stimulation to um, want to, I guess, put out content. Um, but since I've kind of, and, and I feel like now that I've kind of got this mission, I've now got I've now got a message, I guess. I've now got a meaning behind the content. I've now got a vision. So, so the YouTube is something that I'm trying to do in correlation to everything. It's an extension of what I'm trying to do, if that makes sense. So yeah. at the moment, a lot of my content is just documenting um, my journey, which is, you know, you don't see much of that on YouTube. It's something a bit unique and it's unique to myself. And because yeah. of that, um, it's, it's not uh stressful not, not the word stressful but I, I i find it refreshing to come out come up with content because it's something that's yeah. true to me whereas before i feel like i wasn't doing stuff that was true to me i was like oh i'm going to record a back workout i'm going to record a chest workout look at my bench look how strong i yeah, am like yeah. that just wasn't doing it for me so i never was consistent but now i'm like i'm almost keeping myself accountable with the content um yeah, yeah it's, it's very enjoyable for me Ah, good. It's good. Let's say it, it, it comes across as well in your in the videos you've got. Like you're having a lot of fun. And that's that's I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. Especially like you say, with you know, with the industry you're in and with you what what you want to do, you're coming across like you're having a lot of fun, you're very excitable and engaging. And that's it's great to see. Like I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos recently and a lot to do with creating content and lighting and sound and all that sort of stuff. Um, but some some people, as professional as they are and as good quality of their videos, some people are so boring. And <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't listen to you anymore. I, like, I want your information, but I just can't. It's like monotone. It's painful almost. It's painful. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one time. Yeah. Create, like, it'll be like a, a professional filmmaker and they'll show you some of the films they make. It's like, mate, you, that's, beautiful like what you're describing and what you've done what you've created awesome but how you're describing it uh, i can't i'm sorry i'm gone <laughs> bye-bye i know exactly That's, what you're talking about but yeah so now it's, it's great great to see you and i say your journey is now say you're becoming the full-time or the full-time personal trainer now explain the moment you decided to do that and what happened so, I mean, it was, it, it, this, this has been sort of in the, the idea to become a personal trainer is something that I flirt, it's an idea I flirted with for quite some time, but I never pursued it because I was always 
scared of the idea of being self-employed. I was scared of the idea of not having comfort. So I spent pretty much, I'm 30 years old, so my, from my 20s to my 30s, I pretty much, after I dropped out of uni, pretty much spent those 10 years just literally in jobs that I just didn't care about, just mundane jobs, um, just the typical nine to five, because um, I, I, I couldn't really find anything better. And also I kind of accepted it and I kind of accepted that as my fate almost. And I kind of, I guess, got locked into the matrix and um, I just kind of told, ended up telling myself, yup, this is life now. This is just what it is. And whatever dreams you have, just bottled up inside and put that, in, put that to one side and this is life. And that's yeah. kind of how I saw it. And um, we, I, um, I, I went through a, a, a bit of a difficult situation where when I was working for GNC um, and I managed to get in shape, I um, lost my job at GNC because I decided to leave GNC to work at some sales job that was nine to five, whereas GNC was like a part-time job. That yeah. job didn't work for me. I got fired within a month for being late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was unemployed from like 23 to 24. Um, and during that time, really struggled to find a job. Um, my mom kicked me out of the house and then I moved in with my dad um, temporarily. I do not have, I've never had a great relationship with my dad. My dad ended up kicking me out and yeah. I was almost homeless at one point. Um, but by, by, by the luck of God, I managed to get this one job at this one company. Um, and with that first paycheck, I was able to get a deposit for a flat. And um, I ended up staying at that flat for six years, maybe. I ended up staying at that company for maybe five years. And I think because I was so afraid of not having that safety blanket, that comfort, because I didn't want to yeah. be in that situation, I, I, I clinged on to that. And I used that as an excuse to become comfortable, to become complacent. And then that's what kind of led me down this route of working these long office jobs that I don't care about because I was so scared to take a risk. I yep. became so comfortable. I was scared to take any risks whatsoever. Um, and it wasn't until I decided to eventually leave that job where I started to open my mind up to more risks. Um, and the whole personal training thing. So I started doing a part-time course about a year and a half ago, but because it was part-time and I was working as well at the time, um, I wasn't really doing it that seriously. It wasn't until lockdown where I started to really seriously do the course because yeah. I, made, I um, lost my job um, a couple of months um, before lockdown. So um, during that time, I had a lot of time to kind of focus and think about what I want to do and do with my life, like kind of evaluate, I guess with lockdown, because there's not, nothing to really do, you're forced to really just focus on yourself and just really reflect and just think about the direction you're going in, like what matters to me? What do I care about? What am I passionate about? And like the thing I'm so evidently passionate about is fitness. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Why am I not doing something with this? Because there's people out there who are able to make a living out of being in the fitness industry. So why the hell can't I? So that's what kind of opened my mind towards it. Um, but I managed to get this job, which I'm currently in now, um, towards um, nearly the end of lockdown. Um, and at that time, I really, 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 really needed a job because I was I was unemployed for about six months, maybe. Um, so I lost my job in November 2019. Yeah, November 2019. And then I wasn't able to get a job until lockdown by some miracle. I managed to get a job in lockdown. So when I finally got that job, I, I hung on to that. Yeah. Um, and I told myself I'm going to work this job until I pay off my debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
was in the job for six months. Um, last month, I finally got my personal training qualification and um, I managed to pay off my debts, um, had a bit of money behind me. And I just kind of came to the point where I was like, you know what? I've got the qualification. I've got a little bit of money. Like, why not just do it now? Why not take that risk? Like, what am I waiting for? Because, you know, you got to live in the now. You can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. you got to focus on right, right, right now. There's never the right time. Because I used to be oh. a very much the right time to have a guy like, oh, yeah. not, it's not right. It's not this. It's not that. Um, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So I was like, cool. I'm going to do it. The time is now. I'm going to I'm going to take that risk. I'm going <laughs> to hand in my notice, even though it's a pandemic and yeah. um, work my notice and um, ride off into the sunset and become a self-employed personal trainer. But the very next day, <laughs> Mr. Boris Johnson announced a national lockdown, which I kind of predicted, but still didn't quite predict. But here we are. It's all good. Yeah, that, that moment, that moment was quite amusing. I like your little yeah. YouTube video. Uh, yeah, sh- showing you, you handing in your notice, making that call being sort of nervous and excited at the same time. And oh, then yeah, I was very, yeah. The, uh, the old uh, next day, Boris, thanks a bunch, mate. Um, yeah, that as 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 is amusing, but obviously there's, there's an element to it that's obviously bad for yourself, I assume. But, you know, really going to kick you into gear with doing the whole personal training thing. Um, and that is, it's that, like you said, the, the living in the now thing and i've been the same for myself like with again with the t-shirt company i was sat in lockdown with my family um and they were like wow you just say you know by may 15th if you haven't launched it just quit because you're never going to do it and i was like mm. yep yeah, you're right and then i sat in a funk for a couple of days mm. um i think my wife was away whilst in furlough she was or whilst in lockdown but she was working a week at a time away from the house um, so I didn't see her for a week and I'd sit there for a couple of days just like what am I doing with my life like mm. I wanted to get out of the industry I'm in back in 2012 I'm still there so what am I doing with my life and what am I showing to my kids it's like I've got nothing to show for it I've got no savings I've got no career in what I'm doing because I don't want to progress I don't enjoy what I'm doing I've, so yeah what's, what's the point but my struggle, obviously, is that I have two kids and a wife and a mortgage to pay. So I have to be cautious, yeah. doing little things in the background. So I did, I hit I hit go on the website of my clothing brand. So it is a thing that is live. Um, and it was doing all right for the first couple of weeks. Things were sort of slow, but, you know, a few friends buying a few things here and there. Yeah, it feels dead good, you know, to, to have something that is, that is yours. Um, it's not making any money yet. But, but then I had to go. You've dreamt of and manifested, and it's now something you can hold and feel, and people are actually interested in buying it, right? Yeah. But now, but the thing is, I want it, like I said, I want it to be so much more than just a clothing brand. There's so many t shirt companies with people smothered in crap tattoos. There's, the, you know, a t shirt company coming up every, every new week, every month. There's a new t shirt company that just pops up on Instagram. And like I said, I want to have fun with the brand and that's it's about living life and having fun and getting out of my nine to five not that it's anywhere near nine to five my job but um but yeah going out meeting people such as yourself having conversations where we can sort of engage and show that you know we can just say 
fuck it. We don't have to be stuck. You know, find exactly. what you're passionate about, shake that out of you and, and go get it. Especially, it. especially if you're young, pre-kids, pre-mortgage, pre any of that. You've got a dream. You have to fight for it. Like, 100%. I say that, you know, I, I, 2012, I decided, right, I want to work towards being a stuntman. That's the only job I've ever known I wanted to do. So whilst working for my family, which is coincidentally how I ended up in this industry for 14 years now, yeah. <laughs> ideas of a career. Well, what, what is the industry, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm in the asbestos industry. So I'm, okay, I'm currently an asbestos surveyor. Uh, I was pulled into my family business in 2006 uh, as like a, well, a trainee surveyor, uh, asbestos removal operative. And I grew to like awareness trainer, lead surveyor. And I did a lot of work for them in the, in the sort of the vision that it would be my company one day, I'll take it over and I'll have the life mm. that my dad lives. You know, he's got nice cars and homes abroad and all that jazz. And I want some of that. Like, why can't I have, that mm. it took a minute to realize that he's actually you know he's 22 years older than me so i've got 22 years to get to the position he's in i don't i don't want to, i don't want to do this for 22 years he doesn't want to do what he's doing and he, he pretty much became a house husband about 10 years ago he's like mm. i had enough of this you know so if he doesn't want to do it but it's got him where he is how the hell am i going to want to do that every day you know day in day out to have the life he's got when I don't enjoy it it doesn't make any sense so I think seeing their success but them also not enjoying what they do kind of didn't make any sense to me so yeah 2012 I was like you know what right I've trained to be a stuntman so I went started it back in gymnastics started back at kickboxing uh got scuba diving uh my sister was part loaning a horse at the time so it's like a horse ride I could learn all these skills and I could go start working on film sets and all these sort of fun things. I've been an extra in movies and TV programs and all that jazz. And, and then it suddenly dawned on me that this is going to cost me a hell of a lot of money and keep me away from my home a lot. And I want to be with my kids and I want to be with my wife and they're used to me being there. So suddenly being out five nights a week training in whatever aspects I need and then doing long days on film sets just didn't fit with who we are as a family group. So I accepted that becoming a stuntman isn't really going to happen for me. And I'm not, I'm not upset about that. You know, if the path I'd have taken in life when I was younger and ignored the careers advisors and ignored the bullies and ignored the fact that I wasn't getting support and just gone, fuck it as a 15 year old, I'd probably be doing that job, mm. but I wouldn't have left home. I wouldn't have worked abroad wouldn't have met my wife i wouldn't have what i've got now so exactly yeah what as far as wives go i have the best one yeah we've we've had our ups and downs we've definitely had some struggles um but we're now we're now better as communicators and we're better as a, as a as a unit and we have a blast the kids are awesome obviously all kids have their downsides. <laughs> all, all kids get to that age where they want to push every single one of your mm -hmm. buttons but you know, they're awesome. My wife's awesome. Yeah. And we're, we're doing good. But now I'm in, I don't work for a family business anymore. I left them a few years ago. Uh, and I'm now sort of stuck in a position just as an asbestos surveyor 
don't want to progress because I don't want the extra responsibility. Mm. I've got generally kind of easy days, especially since lockdown. Things are a lot quieter and they've given us a lot more time on jobs. So things are a lot really comfortable. So then jumping out of that to, to into something we're going to struggle like with this business just has that sort of thing in your mind. Like I've got to now make some real sacrifices to make this work. Yeah. I'm so used to being available. Um, but yeah, because obviously the movie thing, the stunt thing and being on film sets, I've always, always had a camera with me. Uh, well, since working abroad the first year, actually, um, me and my flatmate, we used to film everything we did, uh, getting ready for nights out. We used to like chase each other with shotguns around the flat, sh- say shotguns, BB guns, like BB guns, <laughs> BB guns. <laughs> chase each other around the flat with the BB guns. We'd like, you know, rip the shower curtain off while we're in there, like make each other jump, filming everything, filming all the stage shows we did. We used to beat each other with unihock sticks, like <laughs> all sort of dumb shit. But ever yeah. since that, 2003, I've had a camera of sorts and I film just about anything and everything. I love the process of it. It doesn't mean I'm good at it. I just like it. And so YouTube to me makes sense. But I think it's now finding that, like you said, the the, the niche that is your passion. Yeah. And my passion currently is talking about my mental struggles and how I think I was really lucky to survive my young teenage life mm. to have what I've got now to be able to look back and realize. Um, I think recently, I can't remember his name now. It's like Kevin something. I'll have to find that out and add that in. Um, he's an American guy. And when he was 19, he jumped off the golden gate bridge. Oh, um, I, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. I, you're talking about. I posted yeah. a story the other day on my Instagram actually about him because it, it popped up and he's someone I talk about quite a bit because I think, like he says, the split second his hands left the railings, he regretted what he did. And it just made me think about the amount of young people who get to that point where there is no going back and realise they they regret it at this point. Say like, again, morbidly, say cutting your wrists or hanging yourself and then there'd be no, no going back, but then having to spend those minutes unable to breathe or bleeding out, knowing that you don't want to die, but you've he's made that decision and it's now it's too late. You know, he made that decision and he was lucky to survive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The way I look back at it, I think I was dead lucky to survive the mood and the, the headspace I was in as a kid. But, um, you know, as a 30, very nearly 36, <laughs> 35 year old man um, with a decent wife, a decent house, two kids, a steady job. And, I see all a lot of the people who I grew up with who were assholes at the time. They haven't changed. They haven't grown up. They're still assholes. And that lights that fire up inside you. So it's like, mm. I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm having yeah. a good time and you're still just an asshole. And, mm. you know, I think, I think there's a lot of important things to learn as an adult that this, this short period of time at school really is really short. <laughs> I've been out of school since 2001. Yeah. yeah. 19 yeah. years I've been out of school but for those three years felt like forever, you know, and to be able to just reach out to people and say, look, you know, chase your goals, ignore the crowd. Don't all walk up the street in your beige chinos and a group of 10, because you all look stupid, you know, <laughs> don't follow the sheep, be your own person, find your goals and 
and go for them you know don't, yeah. don't worry what people think of you um and the, and the important thing as well so it's interrupt but like no, no. With, with you especially like to not focus on age as well like it's never too late um because i'm sure you've had the say i've had the thoughts and i'm sure you have as well like oh am i too old now am i too old to do this i should have done it younger it's too late for me but it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are you know age just, as long as you're alive and you're breathing you've got opportunities that's all that yeah. matters it doesn't matter about age none of that it's got to just take the opportunity it's sad Be, being alive and breathing and having a passion just waking yourself up to it to to, to go do it because doing the nine to five job doesn't work for anybody who doesn't enjoy it if you're lucky enough to yeah. enjoy your job congratulations 100%. yeah 100 well, nothing wrong but, with it you know? no 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 no. it's no, not no. the only way to survive no it definitely isn't so for me going into the future i'm put more effort into the clothing brand fear brand and the ethos behind it face everything and rise you know i've been through shit and now i'm, I'm coming up you've been through some shit and you've found your passion and you've, you've hit that button and gone, you know what? Fuck it. I need to do this for me now. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get it. And like I say, I, I think personally with your passion and with the way you come across in your videos, I think you're going to be, well, I think you're going to be really successful. Certainly at least if it's just on the YouTube front, you know, um, just being that someone different, it's, it's not the, this, I'm going to educate you how to do a bicep curl. No, yeah. no I'm going to educate you on like, let's get fit and make that be the reason you're happy and joyful and yeah, getting out there. And I think that's, yeah, it's, it's really good to see. Um, hence why I reached out to you and wanted to talk to you because uh, uh, it, it makes me smile watching your page. And if it makes me smile, it's going to make loads of other people smile. Um, but that's so with, with my little YouTube videos, currently my, well, say my current passion is jujitsu, but, I can't do that in a minute. Haven't done since March. And it's like, I just, just want to strangle want to some strangle people. somebody. Just, come on. Put someone in the own bar, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just want to see someone turning blue just for a couple yeah. of seconds. It's a little tap. Just tap on stuff, you know? <laughs> but, um, so my YouTube channel has been focused on me trying to get back into a level of fitness where I can be ready to compete next year because I need goals in order to yeah. stay fit. I enjoy food much as yourself. I enjoy my food and I also enjoy being lazy. Um, I did get really ill through COVID actually back in March and it left me unable to breathe and unable to exercise. So that put me on a side. Did you actually catch COVID? I don't know. Um, it was right at the beginning of March. So they weren't really testing for it. My symptoms didn't right. match their initial lists, but I did have the issue where um, I'd end up not being able to breathe. Just stood there for like... Well, the worst day was what felt like a minute. Um, drawing air in to my stomach, not my lungs, which was really odd because you're kind of you're doing the action of breathing, you're trying, but it's not going in your lungs. And uh, one morning, where with my wife and kids, uh, the kids hugging each other, crying their eyes out, just begging me to breathe, and the wife ended up ringing the ambulance. Wow. Um, uh, but they they didn't come out. Um, the, by the time they asked if they could talk to me. I was breathing again, although like labored and it wasn't a comfortable conversation with them on the phone. It's like, no, look, I think you're all right. Just speak to your GP and the GPs. I sound like you got whooping cough. And I was like, mm, yes, definitely. It's definitely not that. Yeah. But it was odd because you get up in that, that morning, it's like uh, feeling like you got phlegm on the throat that you need to clear. 
But as you go to do that, nothing happens. And I can feel this physical thing almost in your throat, like a flap that's blocked that airway. Um, I've learned a little bit more about it since, actually, only in recent days, um, that the, the COVID or whatever seems to make your mucus more solid. And it, it create a little ball that can move about in your throat, sort of stays stuck there. And it literally Whoa. physically blocks that airway. Um, so, so that's, that's, they, that's why, is that why um, breathing is a symptom, like not being able yeah. to breathe? Yeah, because um, that, that mucus right. buildup seems to be heavier and thicker and it just doesn't shift. Um, right. But um, but yeah, I never, the regular symptoms like the lack of taste, lack of smell, I didn't have that. But it affected me right away from March till July, with like fatigue, um, the cough and all that jazz. So yeah, I, I found a sofa and didn't train um, and put on loads of weight coincidentally but and now it's like that right now i realized i was actually really lucky there's a few people my age who did pass away i've managed to survive i need to do something with my life now and doing things like this and talking to people with you know uh, goals you know got something to achieve i'm going to enjoy i'm enjoying being silly with my youtube videos currently um separate page to this one obviously um but again, it's showing in my my little workout routines that <laughs> I'm fucking struggling. This isn't easy. Mm. You know, it's not about perfection. This is just trying to take yeah. accountability for myself to mm. actually get off my ass and do something. Um, but yeah, so currently for me, that is my goal. Put more effort into my clothing business. So I need to release some hoodies currently. Um, and just say talking with like-minded people and having nice conversations, yep. making more... YouTube content and maybe some little short movies while I'm there as well. I've got like-minded, like-minded creative individuals that are, I'm going to enjoy spending my time with. As soon as we're allowed to go out and hug people. Um, yeah. It's, it's whenever that'll be. <laughs> yeah. Whenever that'll be. It's, a, it's an odd, an odd time. It but, is. Um, you know, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Mui. Um, just let let everybody know where everyone can find you, all your Instagrams, your YouTubes, and assume your new personal training website as well. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Motivated with Mui. YouTube as well, very handy, exactly the same, Motivated with Mui. Um, I do have a website, but it's not quite ready yet. Should be live in January, but that will be www. So you can guess what, it's, what I'm about to say now. Motivated, Motivated with Mui. With Mui. <laughs> <laughs> motivated baby yeah um, I, I, I know I spotted that t-shirt I, I'm yet to watch you uh, there. I don't want to take any shine off your clothing though it's about you no right no no now. I'm, I'm, I'm hard right mine it's all good no yeah, I'm, I'm yet to watch your uh, unwrapping of your, your merch video but I will definitely get on that you definitely Thank say you. a channel that I'll continue to follow support, and support man. so uh, but yeah thanks for talking to me uh, I look forward to talking with you again and meeting up with you in the near future as well as definitely. soon as we're allowed to go out and you 100%. can uh, Help me get motivated. I'm down. I'm down. 100%, my man. Thank you so right. much for, for having me, man. It's an absolute no worries. Pleasure. No worries. I say I continue to follow your journey and I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Definitely. I'm a man. Cheers, much love. Take Bye. care, man. Bye-bye. Uh,